0: Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. You guys welcome to the podcast today um today we're going to talk about sleep and all things around sleep if you guys have been in the clinic you've heard us talk about the four pillars of health and wellness uh, number one being nutrition number two exercise number three sleep and number four stress management the last two sleep and stress management um probably the hardest two to address. Uh, and I've seen those two things, you know, tackle people that are very devoted in their nutrition approach and their activity approach, uh, but get bad sleep. Don't handle stress. Stress creates bad sleep. Uh, it's kind of this continuous cycle. And it's just part of creating that environment in the body to where it's comfortable to, to maintain a healthy weight, to, to lose weight, to burn fat. Um, so first, I kind of wanted just to run through all the things that have been proven uh, to put to be a risk uh, when you get bad sleep. Uh, so kind of a short list, many more things, but these, these are the big ones. Um, so, you know, we do a lot of things in our life to try to prevent um, uh, comorbidities or medical issues from coming our way. Uh, but then we, you know, kind of ignore one of the bigger things that is an underlying Um, uh, risk factor for for all these things so kind of top one uh, alzheimer's dementia cognitive dysfunction uh, all things brain related are more way more common in people that get bad sleep Uh, insulin resistance and diabetes and weight gain more common in people that get bad sleep low testosterone uh, junk food cravings fat gain premature aging poor immune function uh, think about that in the the world we live in now uh, Worsen stress resilience, so you you know you you get sick, you you uh, have you know anxiety and depression over things that probably wouldn't have bothered you if you were getting good sleep. Uh, impaired antioxidant status, you know, we're all trying to get our blueberry smoothies in to help with antioxidant, but one of the biggest things to fix that is just better sleep. And then overall, we don't really feel like exercising or being active or engaging when we get bad sleep. Uh, so sleep is an important thing, and I know people that have struggled. You've, you've you've tried things, and 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 you know you're doing things to try to get that that better sleep. So hopefully we can kind of talk through some of those things and and try to figure out what can help you get good sleep. Now what you know what defines good sleep is it is it how long you sleep is it uh, you know for for people that don't know there's kind of four stages of sleep so uh and you know within that we call that the sleep architecture how much rim sleep are you getting how much deep sleep are you getting um and then you know the two other forms of, of sleep uh you know where where are you and that those are hard numbers to know unless you you know you're kind of a geek and you bought like a aura ring or a whoop band or you know sometimes a Fitbit can can give you some you know okay data um but not really getting into the sleep Architecture, and what what type of sleep are you getting, and what are you trying to get get from that? Um, so, sleep is a big deal. Uh, so, let's let's kind of dive into what uh, what that means, and what can we do about it. To give up, I, I wanted to be able to continue to push those late hours and early mornings, and. And I didn't obviously just didn't particularly value sleep. And I was starting to see the ramifications of that in my own life, uh, whether that be, you know, weight gain or, um, you know, daytime, you know, uh, brain fog, uh, not being engaging, not feeling like working out. Uh, I mean, all those things kind of got drastically better when I started valuing um, uh, sleep. So, you know, benefits of good sleep. A good night's sleep is a foundation for a healthy, happy, productive existence. Uh, Good sleep, you know, keeps away all the bad things we just talked about. Uh, Without, you know, good, decent sleep, we go through life in a scattered daze. Everything's foggy, slightly confusing, less enjoyable. Uh, We're not really ourselves. Um, And I'd say the one thing that, uh, going back to my own journey, the one thing that, that drew attention to sleep to me was having kids, right? Uh, Because uh, before I was not sleeping because of my own lifestyle choice, and then all of a sudden you're not sleeping – not by your own doing, uh, because you have this responsibility and, you know, you're being a, a good spouse, you know, whether you're, you know, the wife or husband, but you're trying to contribute and, you know, you're getting disrupted sleep. Well, you, you then, then that brings some, some highlight to what bad sleep, uh, can, can do for you. Um, and so that really kind of broke my, brought my focus, uh, to the way I was sleeping. So, what are the uh, some of the things that you can do to try to get better sleep? Um, you know, this is this is a tough one, but as soon as you're awake, go outside and get some sun. Uh, so walk outside, get that early morning sunlight. If anybody knows anything about the sun, the best. Uh, sunlight for you, for your health and wellness is right when the sun comes up. Uh, maybe some uh, reasoning why people that live on the beach have a slightly kind of happier disposition because uh, they do go outside and get that that uh, that early morning uh, sun. Uh, I won't go into like the scientific details of, of how early morning sun interacts with your body, uh, but you know the, the the kind of general consensus is you know midday sun's pretty hot it's uh the uv uv uh, rays are, are pretty damaging but the early morning sun does not have that uh that same effect um another one that's uh also could be a challenge for most people uh go outside and stand on your grass and your bare feet uh, and this you know i when i first read this one i kind of poo-pooed it and i was like ah that's this is foo-foo stuff but um i you do you, you, you see some benefit i don't know if it's getting connected i don't know if it's you know a thankful practice or you know what it may be uh you know, and this is called grounding or earthing i'm really getting in touch with the electromagnetic forces and fields of the earth and you know what can that do for my for my sleep so if you've tried everything else and this one sounds crazy at least give it a go um physical activity um you know whether that's you know walking or gym or you know some kind of exercise uh, but doing something during the day that kind of gives your body that uh, that need to want to to go get some sleep afterwards from a recovery standpoint Another kind of proven technique is uh, if you're going to eat breakfast, make that a pretty heavy animal protein type breakfast. Uh, You don't have to eat breakfast, although some people find it really helpful for them to get better sleep. Uh, But if you're going to eat breakfast, make sure it's protein, meat-rich type uh, uh, of a breakfast consumption. Um, probably an obvious one, but stop caffeine before noon. Um, and there are some genetic, uh, interplays here and it's hard to know, you know, whether how caffeine affects you if you, if you've not had any, uh, genetic testing, but you know, some people are fast metabolizers. Some people are slow metabolizers, fast metabolizers. You can probably drink coffee right before you go to bed. It's no big deal. Slow metabolizers, snow, slow caffeine metabolizers, which are most of us, you know, coffee after noon is, is really going to disrupt your, your sleep cycle. Um, stop alcohol before 6 p.m. You know, I feel, feel like most people don't even start drinking alcohol uh, until 6 p.m. But you know, if sleep is your focus, then you know, trying to eliminate any alcohol intake after 6 p.m. Um, one of the bigger issues I think in our, our day-to-day sleep habits is screen time, uh, whether it's TV, whether it's phones. But you know, that the light that comes from those things is very stimulating. Um, so, you know, if you got a TV in your bedroom, take it out. Uh, if you're going to watch TV prior to bed, give yourself, you know, somewhat of a light break before you go to bed. So don't go straight from watching TV straight to the bed, but, you know, finish up TV 30 minutes prior to the time you want to go to sleep uh, just to try to eliminate that stimulation, eliminate that um, that that trigger in the brain that doesn't want you to wind down. Uh, people that do have to do late work, uh, or you're going to watch it, it, this kind of goofy, but if you're going to watch late night TV, you know, consider blue blocking glasses or on your iPhone or I'm not, I don't have an Android, so I, I don't know what it is on that, but you can, you can change the color filter on your phone to a, a red light, which is less stimulating, uh, to the, to the body. Uh, so a couple tricks there to help you try to get some, some good sleep. So another kind of proven technique is take magnesium or apply magnesium oil to your body before bed magnesium is one of the most important minerals for optimal sleep and few people get any magnesium in their diet and few people supplement magnesium it's one of the things i always do my wife is very is is more diligent in taking her magnesium right before bed now there are multiple types of magnesium and certain magnesiums are good for sleep and certain magnesiums are not Uh, so without getting into all the different types of magnesium, uh, to me, the best way is to get a supplement that kind of covers all the different types of magnesium. Uh, one of the best I think is, uh, produced by, um, bio, by optimizers. It's called magnesium breakthrough. If you go to Amazon and type in magnesium breakthrough, it'll take you right to the link. Uh, but to me, that's the best one. If you're trying to, you know, alter that for, for sleep, um, Take collagen or drink bone broth before bed. The the glycine in both improves sleep quality and really knock you out in a good way. Uh, now, if bone broth's not your gig or you can't find a way to get collagen into your diet, whether through collagen supplementation, another uh, good way to do this is take just a glycine supplement. Uh, so something else you can find on Google. I tend to take the the thorn glycine, probably the most you know pure and proven Um but you can you can try supplementing that prior to to bed or you're getting your glycine through the collagen or your glycine through the bone broth um and then you know one of the bigger things for me is to keep your room cool uh this is tough for dads because we're always kind of nazis on the uh the uh, temperature pro, the, the temperature controls in our house and using energy but you know the one thing you want to you know spend some some time out is is or spend some money on is 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 creating a cool sleeping environment um, we, uh, not only do we keep ours at about 67 degrees in our, in our bedroom, but yeah, also, I also use what's called a chili pad, which is a, um, uh, a slip that kind of fits under your, your mattress cover that circulates cold water, uh, you know, throughout the entire bed. So on top of the bed, which then creates a, a mattress that is, you know, I, I set mine on 60 degrees. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's a little too chilly. So I'll go up to 62, 63 degrees. But, you know, because I am able to, to track my sleep data through an Aura ring, I see a huge difference when I have that chili pad on and when I don't. And also I notice it when I travel. Uh, so, you know, when you travel and you don't have all those, those things available, you see a, a pretty specific difference in how you sleep based off of that that cool nature um i think you know a few other things when you're talking about sleep hygiene having no light in your room throw your alarm clock with that red digital display just get it out uh most of us wake up by you know by alarm on our iphone or if you're if you're lucky you don't have to have an alarm and you're sleeping as much as you want uh but you know eliminating all the light in the room you can getting blackout blinds um and I personally do best with, uh, a, a white noise of some sort. Uh, I know there's apps on the phone. There's little contraptions that you can buy and place in your room that create a ambient noise, like a buzzing or a humming uh, type sound. I prefer, you know, just probably the cheapest and simplest way is a box fan, like a $25, uh, Walmart, you know, or Amazon purchased uh, box fan that creates a low gentle hum. It's moving some air creates a comfortable environment. Um, and so those are, I mean, there's a, a few others, but those are probably the biggest things when you're trying to to create better uh, sleep for yourself. Um, also, if you're finding it hard to sleep at night, but you're taking naps during the day, uh, naps can be good, but if they're, if they're ruining your nighttime sleep, when your body does all the, the restoration, um, you know, that's something to consider. Do I, do I need to eliminate that nap or, you know, try to do something in, in that capacity to try to, uh, improve the type of sleep that I'm getting at night. So another big question is, you know, how much sleep do I really need? And I think that's different for everybody. Um, but you know the, the the National Sleep Foundation has established uh, decent guidelines based uh, to you know pretty up to date research that would suggest. And I'll kind of go through kind of stages here: newborns, fourteen to seventeen hours; infants, twelve to fifteen hours; toddlers, eleven to fourteen hours; preschoolers, ten to thirteen hours; school age, nine to eleven hours; teenagers, eight to ten hours. Young adults defined as 18 to 25, even though at 41, I still consider myself a young adult, Uh, seven to nine hours, adults 26 to 64, seven to nine hours, and older adults 65 and plus seven to eight hours uh, tend to be the, the most recommended guidelines. Now, most people probably heard those quotes and go, wow, I do not get any of that. My kids do not get near that. And, you know, those are things that we all have to kind of come in line with. You know, is this affecting our overall health and wellness? Is it affecting our overall mental health? Is it affecting my ability to lose weight? Um, you know, if you're considering cleaning up all the other things that we talked about and the four pillars of health and wellness, you've got to keep this in, in consideration. So to kind of wrap it up, you know, kind of go through a few of the the vitamins that are minerals that have been proven to... To help with uh, sleep, uh, so you know, number one, tryptophan. Uh, everybody kind of uh, associates this with the uh, post-Thanksgiving meal slumber uh, because turkey is high in tryptophan. Uh, but that's been one of the bigger ones shown to uh, to affect sleep. Uh, B complex vitamins, niacin, B three. Uh, can be produced um, endogenously from... Your body can make it via tryptophan, but if you're not getting tryptophan, consider using a B-complex vitamin at nighttime. Magnesium, as we we talked about before, um, and the specific uh, reasoning and types behind magnesium. So the mineral magnesium is important for the enzyme N-acetyltransferase to convert 5-hydroxytryptamine into N-acetyl-5-hydroxytryptamine, which is then transformed into N-acetyl-5-methoxytryptamine, which is also known as melatonin. Um, So I know there's a bunch of science-y stuff, and I was reading that. Trust me, I I do not have that uh, memorized, uh, in case any of you guys were uh, impressed by that. But the biggest uh, mineral needed to transfer uh, tryptophan and tryptamine into melatonin is magnesium, and also, magnesium helps melatonin uh, become active. So you can see kind of how all these things interact. So most people will take melatonin, but they don't take magnesium. They'll take tryptophan, but no magnesium. They'll take a combination of these things, and it, they all kind of interact. Uh, the most absorbable forms of magnesium are magnesium citrate, glycine tarate, or aspirate. Um, and the the... The problem with supplementing magnesium is most people, when you buy a magnesium supplement, they come in uh, forms uh, such as uh, magnesium carbonate, sulfate, gluconate, or oxide, and those are not particularly used by the body. Uh, so you got to pay attention to the type of magnesium that you're, you're taking. Um, zinc has also been shown to uh, have a pretty good effect on sleep. Uh, and, uh, it's also one of those things that stimulates melatonin to work. So if you're like, once again, if you're taking melatonin and it doesn't work, um, you know, you gotta, are you taking zinc are you taking magnesium to really get that benefit? Um, and also zinc can help with uh, soreness at the time of, uh, 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 sleeping from workouts, from, you know, heavy activity, um, you know mel- people kind of associate melatonin with sleep but it also has so many other types of effect it's a pretty strong anti-inflammatory antioxidant uh so you know using it uh not only helps with your sleep cycle but also with some other things so people usually throw their melatonin away after a couple of weeks and they don't see any benefit but do know that it has uh some some benefit um l-theanine uh i don't know if anybody has kids and they've given them sleep aids but l-theanine is kind of a precursor to to uh uh, melatonin uh it's found in green tea leaves do not drink green tea leaves at night um uh, because it does have some caffeine in it uh but it's been you know pretty strongly associated with mental relaxation uh through its effect on the central nervous system it crosses the blood-brain barrier in about 30 minutes um so, you know, another thing to to realize about L-theanine and melatonin is you can't take it as you're trying to go to bed. You need to take it, you know, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours prior to going to bed uh, to get the best effect. Also, people that are low in vitamin D are going to have bad, uh, bad sleep. So, you know, if you don't know your number, potentially getting that checked uh, I can almost guarantee if you're listening to this and you don't know where it's at, you are low. So, you know, consider supplementing a vitamin D at, the, at, the, at that same time that we're talking about all this stuff. Um, so those are kind of the general guidelines. I hope, you know, kind of this, this talk either informs you or at least stimulates you to go... Uh, research more about how you sleep and what kind of sleep are you getting and, and is it beneficial for you? I mean, it is uh, obviously sleep's beneficial for you, but uh, is it benefiting you in the right way? Uh, if you have any questions about this, please feel free, free to comment in the Facebook uh, comments below. Uh, but like I said, I hope this uh, helps you guys understand a little bit more about sleep.